0: church with a worldwide vision for winning souls, making disciples and planting churches. We're a Pentecostal church affiliated with the Christian Fellowship Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's in sermon. Your hands, you
1: hold the Bless you. Wonderful to be back uh, in Virginia Beach, my old stomping grounds uh, some time ago. Amen. And so uh, me and my wife, we used to pastor <clears throat> on the Bayside area of uh, Virginia Beach for a few years, and before he went to, and I went to Portsmouth, and so it's like coming back home at times when I come back this way. Uh, And so, hallelujah. How many here from, ready to hear from the Lord? Can you say amen? I mean, that's why we come to church. Can you say amen? Uh, We don't, we don't come here just to play around or just to uh, act like, hey, you know, hey, at least I made it, right? Like, we come to hear from God. Can you say amen? And so that's what we need to do. Uh, Amen. Luke chapter 11 if you have your Bibles this morning, again, an honor to be with you. Uh, so grateful to be able to preach the gospel, uh, to you this morning and we're going to believe God for some great things for God to help us. Amen. This morning, Luke chapter 11, and we're going to look and start. Amen. Uh, in verse <clears throat> 21 is where we're going to start. Uh, So within this text, amen, or even in this chapter, Jesus, let's give you some background, is dealing with the Pharisee. And as he deals with them, amen, they make accusations against Jesus, uh, but also begin to call him the devil. And within our text, he begins to give them insight, amen, about what the strong man really is. Uh, And that's what I want to do this morning, because if we are not careful, we'll have a strong man in our own lives in other words what will begin to happen church is that we can have demonically inspired strongholds within our life that are holding us that are keeping us amen that are trying to pull us down uh, to eternal flame and fire that are trying to destroy amen any relationship with the lord jesus christ so i want to look at this for a moment in our text and let's see what god would say to us Verse 21 of Luke chapter 11, the Bible says this. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoil. Amen. The strong man this morning. Let's pray, church. Father in heaven, I thank you. I give you all the honor and glory, God, I pray. Help us this morning. God, bring deliverance to the lives of men and women here. I pray, God, that we would begin, O oh Lord God, to understand your word. Let it pierce our hearts. God, I pray the Holy Spirit have right away in this place. Uh, let your will be done in the name of Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Let's look firstly at the strong man. We come across this strong man in the the Greek, amen, for strong man means force, an imposing figure. Leading up to this, Jesus is talking about demons being casted out. But in order for something to be casted out, it first has to dwell somewhere. Makes sense, doesn't it? Jesus was casting demons out of people. So then we come to this strong man, this force that comes in and becomes a king. But Jesus is talking in spiritual terms here. In verse 21, he says, when a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. What Jesus shows us is what demon possession really looks like. Or better, how Satan gains mastery within your life and within mine. First, he has to gain access. Did you hear what I said? that first he has to gain some sort of access to you and I. In other words, he has to somehow get an open door to your life. Whenever you have heard of a takeover, amen, whether it be in some type of war, whether it be some type of queue, whatever the case may be, whenever you hear of a takeover, the first thing that they have to do is find a point of entry to be able to take down enemies, to be able to take down authorities. They have to find a place. Of entry. In Genesis 3 and 3, we see the first place of entry, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat nor shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. Satan always looks for a point of entry, doesn't he? Or doorway to gain mastery, even in the lives of the first man and the first woman to remove victory from them. But when you look at how Satan did it, he simply gave them twisted words that twisted them. In other words, church, oftentimes, amen, gains of entry or points of entry are not, are very simplistic. That the enemy doesn't use anything new. Can you say amen? He doesn't use anything new under the sun. But what he does, amen, is just simple things that can begin to gain points of entry. How many know something just as simple as going out with the wrong friend? Can begin to let Satan have a point of entry. Something just as simple, amen, as listening to the bad music. How I many know it can only only takes one song, and all these amen can have or begin to give doors, amen, to the for the demonic to come into your life. All it takes, amen, is one day letting the flesh be uh, glorified and gratified rather than crucifying it. Can you say amen? How many know we've all had that one time or another where it was just that one day we just let the flesh go? And how many can attest that when we let that go, all of a sudden we started seeing all types of other things begin to come in? Because it's always, a strong man is always looking for a point of entry. See, once they bit that fruit, the force or the strong man came into their lives and completely changed when they once had dominion was tra- when, uh, when they once had when they once had dominion now they do not it is transferred over now where they once had victory it has now been transferred over now listen to me carefully that's what happens when the strong man comes in there is a transference that begins to take place uh, where you once had victory amen where you once had a mind that was single minded but when the enemy comes in all of a sudden now we're two people all of a sudden, now we're split. All of a sudden, things are happening within our hearts. All of a sudden, now we're growing cold-hearted. And what is happening, church, is there's a transference because the strong man comes in. Can I just tell you this for free? The, the strong man doesn't come in like a fly into a house. You know, he doesn't just kind of buzz in and like, okay, you don't notice me. No, 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 it's a force. It's a flood. Can you say amen? And that's what he wants to do. He wants to take control. 2 Corinthians 4 and 3, but even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds of the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe least the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ, who is the image of God should shine on them. When Adam and Eve were supposed to have total preeminence, it was given to the strong man because of sin. Can I ask you a question? What's your point of contact that the strong man is knocking on? What, what is the area, amen, in which the strong man is trying to get in? Where is it that possibly you've let him in? Is anybody hearing me this morning? Because this could be you very quickly. Can you say amen? Because each day you wake up, there's a stronghold that's waiting. Each day that you walk down the street, there is a stronghold, amen, that is waiting to gain entry, that is waiting, amen. And oftentimes, how many know, it is when we sin that we open those doors right open for the enemy. When we we'll begin to indulge in things that we know that we should not. The Bible says in James that he who knows to do right, and him who does it not, to him it is sin. You know how people always ask me, well, is this a sin? Is that a sin? Is this a sin? And I go, you know what, if you know to do right, And you know, when doing this is not right, yes, to you, it's a sin. And that sin opens doors. And when the transfer of power happens, when the strong man comes in, listen to me carefully, he creates a palace in your heart. He creates a stronghold. He creates a compound. Because sin causes you to give it over. Let's look secondly at his devices. Jesus said that the strong man is fully armed. In Ephesians 6 and 11, we know the scripture, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the devices of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts and wickedness, of uh, wickedness in the heavenly places. We see here that Paul told the people that what we are fighting against, these powers, they do have devices. They are called, in this text, they're called wiles, devices that he uses, amen, to gain entry. Even in our text, the Bible said that the strong man is fully armed when he begins to enter in. So the question then becomes, what are the weapons, amen? What are the weapons that the strong man uses in order to not only gain dominion, but to protect his dominion? You still with me? How does Satan gain residency in your life and in mine? Number one is rejection. Genesis 4, verse 5. He did not respect Cain in his offering. And Cain was very angry and his continence fell. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why has your continence fallen? If you do well, will it not be accepted? Uh, will will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, listen, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. To, to reject is to push away. And when you are pushed away, you must go to something that makes you feel like you're apart. You still with me? See, you may feel rejected by family members, by friends, and even Christ himself. And you go into the arms of a man or a woman who is tailor-made to snag you, and so that becomes the stronghold. Are you still with me? That this is how Satan, he uses the re, uh, device of rejection, amen, to snag you in. He told Cain, listen, Cain, is lying at the door for you. This sin is waiting. And what is it waiting for? It is waiting to gain dominion. How do we know that? Because he told Cain, you should rule over it. But if not, amen, it will rule you. Here it is. What does he use? Rejection. God told King, Sin lies at the door. See, to gain entry, the strong man can use rejection from parents and loved ones to make you feel alone in a moment. The strong man, in that rejection, then makes you feel angry, makes you seek after love through various ways, amen, and all it is is a device. It's a device to keep you snagged. It's a device so you won't look towards Christ. It's a device so you won't seek after the Lord. It's a device that will make you reject anything having to do with authority or the goodness of God. Why? Because, well, if my mother and dad rejected me, how can God love me? Do you understand what I'm saying here tonight? Do you understand the consequences here of rejection? But this is what he uses. Some of you, I can feel it. Some of you here, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because even now, you feel rejected. And you're having to fight it off. And you're, But it's a device that is so easily slipped into. What else does Satan use? He uses people. I know we joke around and say he must be the devil, but you know what? There's some truth to that. That he he uses people. And oftentimes the people are unknowingly being used. They don't understand the spiritual dynamic of what's happening. In Job 2 and 8, we know the story. He took for himself a, a pot shirt which he, which to scrape himself while he sat in the midst of the ashes. Then his wife, his who? His wife. The closest person to him. I want you to think about this, wives. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But the closest person to him. You know, I always tell everybody, you know what, you can talk about my mother. You can talk about my kids. You can talk about everybody else. You talk about my wife, and we're going to have a problem. Because we we share something. Can you say amen? And the devil understood this and said, you know what, they share something. Job is a righteous man. He gives alms every morning on behalf of his children. And the Bible says there's no other, there was no man like him in the earth on the east and, and all these things. And we see that Job, amen, had an attitude towards Christ that was righteous and holy. And yet, what does Satan say? You know what, how can I get to him, his wife? If I can find a relationship that he cherishes. If I can find a relationship that he holds in high esteem and begin to speak through that. To just maybe, just maybe I can trip and trip up Job into cursing God and dying. And what are her words? Then his wife said to him, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die unknowingly people can be used by the strong man. Job's wife is speaking what hell was speaking. Wasn't it Satan that said all these things when he stood before God? See, if a person can use a... I mean, if I can use a person of influence... And get you to do things. How I many know oh, that's the route I'm going to take? We know what Satan, I mean, what, who Satan used when it came to Jesus in Luke 22 and 3. Then Satan entered Judas, her name Iscariot, who's numbered among the 12. So he went his way and conferred with the chief priests and captains how he might betray him to them. Example of people being used as puppets to gain access to other people. See, we fall into it because we look and put trust into the person. See, you have to be very careful about relationship. And I'm not saying that you need to cut everybody off and not talk to anybody. But what I am saying is you have to be very careful because people, amen, unknowingly will say things to you. It is when you struggle, amen, they'll begin to say, why do you keep going to that church? Huh? Hello? Yeah, Yeah, right. It's when you are, they'll say things, you know, what? you keep believing for something, it's not going to happen. You keep talking about this prayer, you keep talking about God can, well if he can, why isn't he? And what begins to happen is that people of influence, amen, people who we hold in high regard, people who we trust, the devil can begin to use and say things and all of a sudden, now we start thinking different. I can remember a time when, you know, I was I was gung ho, amen, about the Holy Ghost, and I believe, you know, this is when I was a new convert, and I believe God can do anything. And all of a sudden, you know, now listen, now listen. Before you laugh at me, I was a new convert. All right, you know, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't the seasoned guy. Okay, I was, I was new. All right. Or you start talking about me when you leave here and go to lunch and I' like God can do anything and one guy came up to me well again God can make a rock heavier so heavy that he can't lift it now listen look some of you are like hmm. <laughs> you like can he now listen I didn't know how to answer it but it was like wait a minute That means God can't. So now again, for you, you're like, oh, come on, Pat. But hey, it was me. And it almost spun me out because I'm like, wait a minute. Because if I'm doubting if God can then I have to doubt everything I've ever read. You understand what I'm saying? That I have to begin to doubt things that I once believed in. Why? Because a person of relationship began to speak something to me. And that's what can happen to you and I. Do you know that people can pull you right out of the kingdom? People, your mama, uh, yeah, yeah, your mother, yes, your daddy, yes, him too, your uncles, your aunties, yeah, all the people. You, yes, they can try to pull you right out the kingdom by just a few words. You know, it's amazing to me. I, I've, I've, I've been pastoring for a little bit now and it's amazing to me you know people get i I mean i've seen people get saved weep at the altar you know and they come to the church like my god god is oh he touched me and then you know next week you know i'm gonna go to my mom's church and i go well why i mean why well you know that's the family church and i'm gonna go there but you never got touched there Oh, I'm touching. Oh, wait a minute. You don't like that, huh? You ain't get touched there. You've been going there for 30 years. You ain't. But God touches you. Why do you think you gotta go back there? Well, my mom said, now that I'm saved, I need to go there. Now that you're saved. It just takes one influence to begin to pull you out. You have to be very careful of this. But this is what the enemy used. He uses people. Amen. Second Corinthians 2 and 10 tells us now, whom you forgave any or forgive anything, I also forgive. For indeed, I have forgiven anything. I have forgiven that one for your sakes in the presence of Christ. lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Which leads me into my next point. He uses unforgiveness. Did you hear what I said? How does the strong man come? He uses unforgiveness. Acts 8 and 19 saying, give me this power also that anyone whom I lay my hands on, I'll receive the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, your money perish with you because you thought the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent therefore of this wickedness and pray God, if, uh, pray God, if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven. Listen to what he says in verse 23, for I see that you are poisoned by what bitterness and bound by iniquity. The device of unforgiveness is so powerful. It will stop you from receiving Forgiveness. Did you hear what I said? It will stop you from receiving the spirit of life. Unforgiveness sets the stage for self-hatred or or hatred for others. Paul told told Simon, you are poisoned by it. It has completely done something to your whole uh, uh, human makeup. And that's what unforgiveness will do, church. It will begin to cause things to happen in your mind and in your soul that you never thought would happen. You know, my father, he was not there. You may have heard me tell this, but my father, I didn't grow up with my dad. Uh, we have a relationship now, and, and, and that's great. But, you know, from from zero to about 17, my dad was not in my life at all. And I had just met him the first time when I was 17 and didn't meet him again until I was about 24. And so I hated my dad. There were times I just wished he would die, and I didn't even know where he was. Like wherever he is, I hope he's unhappy. But listen to me. As I'm thinking and wishing all these things on my dad, amen, it's affecting me. Man, I tell people all the time, listen to me, you hold grudges against people and you think you got them, but they're living free. They're, they're on the beach. They're enjoying the sun. And here you are cooped up in a closet, amen, trying to figure out life and can't look people in the eye and can't figure things out. And you're all crazy trying to figure out why. Well, it's because, amen, you're holding on to things that you ought not to be. And the devil will use this, amen, as a device to keep the strong man in your life. Because think about it, amen, if you are unforgiving, then how can you be forgiven? And this is what he begins to use. So all those people you hate become a strong man. You cannot, you can't accept the love of Christ. You can't accept the things of God because you're of your unforgiveness, because of your hatred, because of because of all these things. Amen. And it creates Satan's these tools create that palace. Do you understand what I'm saying? Listen to me. Some of you here need to understand this because you're going to walk out of here with the strong man in your heart. And you think that you have it under control and you think that you have everything together, but yet and still the strong man is there and he's guiding your steps. Can I throw this in for free before I close? The strong man will begin to use self-righteousness too. Oh, you, you think you're right, don't you? Well, I know I'm right with God. I know, I know, I know. I don't need to listen to you, preacher. I know I got it. I know I got a Bible. I did. It. Oh, okay. And that's how we begin to think, isn't it? I don't need to listen to that. Oh, come on. Oh, this is just hogwash. This is just gibberish. Oh, please, I can figure this out. Well, if you could figure it out, how come you haven't figured it out yet? Huh? If if you could figure it out, how come you haven't figured it out? It's amazing to me. People are so prideful, aren't they? I got it, I know. You're stupid. You don't know. Because you keep doing the same thing. Over and over. And you, I got it. You know, my son, he's like me. He's prideful too. And I find it funny because, you know, God is helping me. (laughs) But the Lord has yet to touch him. And I find it hilarious. (laughs) And I will, see, I'm the type of guy, if you're prideful, if you're prideful around me, oh, I'm not helping, oh, I'm, I will let I will let you struggle, and watch. You want to lift that couch by yours? I will let you, and sit there and lift up a little lamp and just keep walking. Like, you all right? All right. And so my son, you know he 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 has to do it. He has he has to figure it out. He has to do it. He's just like his daddy. And so I'm watching him, and and he's trying to figure this thing out, and he's trying to fix his skateboard. Like, duh, duh. And I'm like. You want me to help you? I just need a tool. I'm like, you're so prideful. You just can't. See. And I already know it's just one screw. And I see he can't see it. I see it. It's one screw. One screw. You're done with. And, he, and the, I, then I come outside, and the, the skateboard's just laying in the driveway. See, you're so stinking prideful. I said, why don't you just ask for help? you know what the problem is. You think you know everything. You think you got it all together, and when you can't figure out, you go and leave it. And I've seen people like that in the church. You don't want to ask pastor no questions. It's still working, right? Wow, that got quiet quick. You you don't want to ask a brother in the church. You don't want to ask a sister in the church. I can figure it out. I got it. I don't need to ask them. I'm a grown woman. I'm a grown man. You know what? The Bible says we're babes in Christ, right, when we start? It's like starting over. You don't know everything. I know you think you do. You don't. So ask. You over here struggling with addiction. Ask. Hey. Look, I look. even say, hey, I got a friend. <laughs> he kind of struggles a little bit. What would you tell him if he was standing in front of you? <laughs> well, people don't ask, do they? But well, listen to me. That's another way that the strong man keeps the stronghold. When you're unwilling to reveal what you are, you will stay what you are. Some things have to be exposed. Can you say amen? Let's close with the stronger man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah in Luke 11:22 the bible says but when a stronger than he comes now if i get a little excited you don't mind me you can sit there like bumps on a log but if i get a little excited you know just just ignore it and just listen to what i'm saying but when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him now we have a stronger man overtaking the strong man he takes from takes from him all his armor in which he trusted And divides his spoils. Jesus brings this all to a close. No doubt there is a strong man that has invaded your life possibly. This strong man has had the palace in your mind, in your heart, in your soul, maybe even years. You have been under the ring of the strong man. But Jesus is telling you and I that there's a stronger. That in other words, amen, that this feels like a stronghold. I can't break this. You can't. That's why we need the stronger man who is Jesus Christ. Somebody shout amen. This is someone that the strong man fears. This is someone that the strong man can't hold a candle to. If you remember the movie Friday, it's like Debo. Stronger man, like no, nobody won't mess with him. It's like meeting the Incredible Hawk. In other words, Jesus is speaking of himself that I am he who is stronger than the strong man. And it's only by Jesus that the strong man's reign can be broken. Jesus said that he takes from him his armor, his devices, his protection. What caused him to have dominion, Jesus strips that away. Jesus breaks down the strongholds in our lives. Can you say amen? Whether it's addiction, whether it's emotional issues, whether it's sexual issues, Jesus and Jesus only has the power to remove those devices. Are you hearing me this morning? That it is only going to be by the blood of Christ. It is only going to be by Jesus. Amen. That strong man will not move because of you. He is not scared of you. He is scared of the name of Jesus. He is scared of the cleansing blood of Christ. And thank God, that listen to me, that it's not that two strongholds dwell together within us. One leaves and one stays. Glory to God. John 8 and 34, Jesus answered them, most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free. You you got to hear that. That's when you got to jump around a little bit. Who the sun sets free? Amen. Is free indeed. You know what that means? That means when Jesus, the stronger man, comes in and he begins to touch areas. When he begins to touch your heart, when he begins to touch your mind, it means that every area that he touches, you can become free and stay free. Oh, I got to. I got to add that one. That is not that you get out of jail and go back. How many know this ain't parole, but this is total freedom, amen. This is total breakage of chains and bondages. It is total freedom. That's what he said twice, who is free, free indeed. He's talking about a totality of freedom. Where there's not even a hint of bondage any longer. That's what he's talking about, church. And that's what he's saying he does for you and I. He gives us a totality of freedom that cannot be obtained no other way. He says a stronger man comes in and divides the spoils. A a stronger man comes in, amen, and disarms the strong man. Thank God for that. You can be, amen, free today. Think of this with me. He not only dismantled Satan's kingdom but Jesus said he divides the spoils. Think of this with me. Understand spoils are the things that have been stolen from the person. See, you are missing it. You missing That's all right. We going we going to get you straight though. The the spoil it's when you go and you steal, right? And we we got all the spoils and Jesus said I divide them. In other words, those things that have been taken from you, like your joy. Somebody shout amen like your sanity, like your vision, like your clarity. He says, I give them back. What has been stolen, I give back unto you your worth because you now find it in Christ. You no longer have to feel rejected. Amen. You no longer have to feel that you have to do all these things to find worth. Your worth is automatically in Christ. Amen. I give it back. How come none of y'all are jumping around? I mean, I'm, I know we're not that type of, but you know, it's just none of y'all feel that, though? Just kind of jump a little bit. I'm holding myself back. I mean, you when you read this and get understanding here, like the things that were stolen from me, the things that necessarily I didn't hand over but were ripped from me can now be restored back unto me. Your spoils can be your children. Your spoils can be your peace. Now it's restored back unto you. Spoils can be your mind. Stolen things are now given back. Isaiah sixty-one one through four tells us this: the spirit of the Lord. Uh, The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to do what? Heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. Amen. The opening of prisons to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console the mourn, who those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty. I'm getting excited. Give them beauty for ashes. All these things he says, I restore unto you. The oil of joy for the morning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness. Church, you don't have to be bound by the strong man anymore because a stronger one has come. Can you shout Amen. See, listen to me, but this doesn't just come by any way. The way you let Satan in is the way you let Christ in. If you are going to see this freedom I'm talking about, if you are going to get back what has been stolen from you, it will take a turning to the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, it will take repentance and falling into the hands of the Lord. In other words, just as you opened the door for Satan, amen, you are now opening the door of your heart to Christ and saying, God, touch me a sinner, amen. God, touch me a bound person. God, break the chains, God, that iniquity has bounded to my foot and all these things begin to take place. Once you decide to repent, it will not just be coming to church. It will not be just crying a couple of tears at the altar. But what has to happen is a repentance and saying, God, help me. I'm tired of this stronghold. I am tired of living this way. I am tired of having these things. Listen to me. Some of you here are great hiders. Oh, you! Oh, you! You hide really good. If hide and go seek was a job, you'd be a CEO. I mean, you are excellent. You are able to put your makeup on. You put your tie on. And you you got a down pat. How you doing? Well and fine, brother. How's life, man? The Holy Ghost is alive. But at home. When nobody sees you, how I many know it can be a different story? That's why Jesus has called for the stronger man. He is the stronger man. Listen to me, some of you here, if you would catch this revelation that the Bible is showing you and die, oh, you'd be free. Oh, you would be free, and you'd be joyfully free. Somebody shout Amen. No longer having to deal with the insecurities you know I was such an insecure person i mean i just i just i just so insecure I just, and and once christ amen he 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 redid something in me man that you know what I don't need people's approval any longer. I don't I don't need to search out to people's approval so that I can feel like I'm somebody. I don't need to do certain things to feel like I'm worth something. I don't need to indulge in certain acts and activities to try to fulfill and to try to get relief. It was all in the stronger man. And how many know that has not changed? Since this was written, it has not changed. Romans 10 and 10, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to who to all who call upon him. That means any and everybody in any and every sin. That means every struggle, anything, you bet everything. It doesn't matter. Can I ask you a question as we as we just close here? Which one lives in you? In other words, which 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 stronghold do we see in you? We have the strong man or do we have the stronger? Because this morning, if the strong man lives in you, you're bound. Hand and foot, you're bound. But that's why the stronger man comes in. Think of this with me. We don't read of a request in this text. We don't read like, you know, they say, hey, help us. We're, you know, Jesus goes, no, no, no. I know what's in you. I know. And I, in Christ, he is saying, I've already paid the penalty. I've already shed the blood. I've already done everything it would take. So that you would be free. All you have to do is what Romans 10 and 10 says. confess and believe and call upon the name of the Lord, and all you would be free. Listen to me. There's nothing like being free, is it? I went to jail for three and a half days. I'm not ashamed. You know, people in my church laugh at me. It was only three and a half. No, I learned. See, that's the problem. Some of y'all don't learn. You want to be in there 15 years and keep going back. I learned three and a half days. I learned something. On the third day, I learned. But as I was in there, I have to admit to you folks that when that door, how many been to jail? just I don't, I don't need to know how long. Just you know, Some of y'all like. It's so, all right. You're not in jail now, right? You're here. All right. So. So you, some of y'all know what I'm talking about here. If, you know, if, I'm not no hardened criminal either. Like, I didn't go there because like, I killed somebody. Or you know, I, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't selling drugs. It, was it was a traffic, man, so stupid. I didn't go to court. And if you know anything about court, if you don't go to court, that's a capius. And a capius is all the automatic jail time. It don't matter. Wh- so anyway, so, I, so I'm not trying to pretend, you know, I ain't hardcore. I wasn't, I didn't, no, I didn't go to court. But listen, so I didn't think I was going to jail. It's just a court date. What? Who, why would, there are other people. why would you send, right? I didn't know, I was very ignorant of this court. Why would you send me to jail? I'm not going to jail. Like, not gonna get, I remember telling myself, it's going to be that bad. I'm you a big fine community service, and I already do that at church anyway. So I can just log, <laughs> just log those hours. So, right, so I'm already kind of, That brother said, five days in jail, and bang the gavel, boom. And it still didn't quite hit, like, what, what? Like, what does that mean? Look, five and a half days in jail, boom. What does that mean? It means five and a half days in jail. I had my coat, the bailiff came, he stripped me of my coat, put the cuffs on me, and I'm like, this is really happening. I get put into a white room. I I remember this like it was yesterday. I get put into a white room. I'm like, what is this? It's just white. There's no windows. It's just bright white. I'm like, what? Lord, what is this? And I realize I'm going to, and I'm getting processed. Fingerprints getting taken, picture getting taken. Information getting taken down, answering. And I'm getting processed. And as listen, listen to me. And as I'm getting processed, I'm slowly being stripped of my freedom. Did you hear what I said? Because there was a strong man. His name was Bailiff Kennedy. And he is slowly stripping me of my freedom. Isn't that what sin does? Soul slowly strips you. So then I get stripped of all my clothes. I'm not trying to be graphic here, but you know, you can only wear white. See, look, some of y'all don't This this good that you don't know. You can only wear white. I know at least in Virginia, you can't, you can't you, everything, white socks has to be white. If there's one color in it, you, you can't wear it. So I don't wear white underwear. <laughs> And I don't wear just white socks at that day. So take them off. Take off what? (laughs) He says, take it off. And we're gonna give you this jumpsuit. Now I've had it, I've been stripped. And in return I get this funky orange jumpsuit with a number on the back. Go into jail. He puts me in the cell. He says, "Back up." I back up, and I can remember the door. That door closed slow, and literally, with each movement, I realize I'm not getting out. Boom. And that sound of the locking of that door, church. I will not. Lo- I broke. I cried. I. I didn't care. I said. I can't get out. It was one thing to be in processing. It, it was one thing to be, you know, stripped. But now, i well, this is, I can't get out. I don't have a key. I don't have a phone call. I don't have nothing. I could call Johnny, I could call whoever. They ain't getting me out. Three and a half days. And I remember on that third day, the the officer comes. He goes, Brooks. I'm sitting there. What? Because like, I've been I'm cried out. I'm just I've been crying for three days. Because I'm in bondage. Yeah. Isn't that what happens? Sorrow, grief. I'm in bondage, and I realize it. And all I want to do is be free. That's it. I don't care about nothing else. Just let me get out of here. And the and the officer comes and he goes, Hey, you'll be the getting let go today. I will? He's like, yeah. Good behavior. You're you're gonna be out here by the end of the day. All of a sudden, something happened. You you feel what I'm saying? All of a sudden, I'm like, I ain't weeping no more. I'm like, uh <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> right? I'm making my bed up. My, I got a cell man. I'm like, bro, I'm getting out today. He's like, Oh, you out to oh yeah. Oh yeah. That brother came back, said, bro, that door opened. <laughs> Stepped out. I had to smooth it. Stepped out. Now I'm following the stronger man. Y'all not feeling me? I'm following the stronger man now because this is my key to freedom. As long as I follow behind him, I'll be free. You follow what I'm saying? And so he's and he's going, man. I'm. He stop, I stop. He go, I go. He goes, turn left. <laughs> Oh, well, that's not left. Like, like. <laughs> I just, I just want to get out. He goes, All right, sit in this cell. So I'm, now I'm in a holding cell. I'm not quite free, but I'm closer. See, listen to me. I'm in the holding cell. And everybody, you know, with all these guys waiting to get out. He calls my name again. I leave the holding cell. Now I'm going back through with how I came in. And all of a sudden, I come into this room, and all my stuff is there. My jacket, my money, my wallet, my ID. All, y'all not following me? All my stuff is there now. Isn't that what he said? All my stuff is there. Now, they did take some of my money. Because if you didn't know it or not, you got to pay while you're in jail. And they took my money. But that's all right. I still got some back. And I gathered all my stuff. I put my jacket back on. Put my wallet in my pocket. And he's like, all right, man, go pass the magistrate, and you're free. So now I get to go? You get to go. I walk out, and it's a rainy day. I mean, it's pouring. Church, I open my jacket. Listen, I'm in front front of the courthouse. I open my jacket up. I'm smelling that air from downtown Newport News, all the shipyard coal air. I'm like, God, thank you, Lord. Oh, I'm free. It is raining and pouring. I don't care. I'm free. I walk home three miles. I'm walking. I don't even care. Rain just. Saying hello to everybody. Went to 7 Hey, how y'all doing? All right, good to see everybody here. I'd like some chips, please, because I haven't had a chance to get any. I'm enjoying my freedom. Now listen to me. Pastor, why are you saying all this? Because it's a, I'm illustrating to you what happens to a life in the spiritual realm. That the stronger man comes, he opens the cell, says you're free, and as long as you follow him, amen, you'll be free. And then you start gaining stuff back that you didn't have before, but then you start enjoying what you never had. Oh, you start enjoying the freedom in Christ. You start enjoying the things of God. Why? Because you can you remember where you were this time 10 years ago, 15 years ago, last year? I don't know how long you've been saved, but this time last year before you were born again. The strong man has no, no competition. Listen to me. The devil is no competition for God. Can you say amen? See, this morning, church, God wants you to be free. And it's now time to follow the stronger man. Can you say amen? Let's be free and let's walk out of here free. Let's bow our heads before the Lord very quickly. God bless you. Thank you for your patience this morning. God bless you this morning. Thank you. For listening to the word of God. But now here it is. Letting the word of God help you. The strong man and the stronger man. And the beauty is that the. The strong man has has no power in comparison to the stronger. And what Jesus was trying to illustrate there is that though he may come in, amen, and gain dominion and gain his palace and gain his territory. Though these things may happen, the beauty is that there's a stronger that we, can we thank build, you
0: again for listening. Stronger, Do you want to receive updates stronger, from our church in your inbox?